0: He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's Messy Podcast.
1: Cheers! Okay, well our guest today is Amanda Siebert. She is a freelance journalist who writes about drugs... Well, enough said. How are you doing, Amanda? (laughs) Amanda's work focuses on the intersections of business and culture in the cannabis and psychedelics industries. And she's written for some major publications like Forbes and the New York Times. Hashtag free Britney. Sorry, different episode. <laughs> Amanda's first book, The Little Book of Cannabis, How Marijuana Can Improve Your Life, was published in 2018 on the same day cannabis was legalized in Canada. Wow. It's also been named. The PR the
0: girl in me just got goosebumps all <laughs> up my body. I was like, wow, smooth move.
1: <laughs> was that
2: planned? That was planned. Yeah, it was like a little bit of a hustle at the end. To make sure Very
0: you know. well
1: planned. Well, it worked for you because it was named the number one nonfiction book on cannabis in the country. And now, Amanda, your second book, The Little Book of Psychedelics, will be out soon. And Amanda's joining us today to talk about how psychedelics like magic mushrooms can be used to treat a variety of mental health disorders. Welcome, Amanda.
0: We have wanted to do this episode for so long.
2: Yeah. It's funny that because today I was searching for the Zoom link in my email and I found an email from you from like two years ago. And I was like oh wow I it must have gone to like some other older thingy or whatever we weren't cool enough then I guess right
0: but you know what a part of me is happy you didn't see it then because we have way more to talk about more than just the little book of cannabis but we want to start there too because what inspired you to write this book what is your love like where does your love of cannabis come from
2: uh it comes from a couple of things um I mean I use it primarily like through college to help me be less stressed out. I was, and like college is also a time lots of people are drinking all the time. And um, like, I'm at a point now where like, I don't drink at all, but uh, like back then it was like all the time constant. And for me cannabis was like a way to, you know uh, drink less and also be less stressed out, less, you know, number of things. And then a couple years later um, I was actually diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety <laughs> and depression. Uh, and cannabis was really like, um, a way for me to, um, kind of escape some of the symptoms of that. Um, and I just use the word escape, but I don't mean like, oh, you know, um,
1: Relieve. Relieve.
2: Thank you. That's a much better word. Um, because really what it, what it does for me and what it did for me, it kind of turned off that inner critic a little bit that I had inside and, um, I'll get to it later, but mushrooms sort of amplified, amplify that, that thing a little bit. But yeah, cannabis has really been like for my, for my mental health. Um, you know, it doesn't work for everyone in that instance, but for me, it's been super beneficial. Um, even f- like for my physical health, like, I love to like smoke a joint and work out or go for oh a run. God. Me too, girl, <laughs> me too.
1: Maybe I'm the odd one out. Cause my brother says the same thing. And back when gyms were a thing, I would walk by some of these juice monkeys and you'd get a big whiff of it. And I think, my God, <laughs> the only thing I want to do after smoking a joint is sitting on the couch and opening a bag of chips. So maybe it's the wrong strain.
0: <laughs> well, I think too, but that's the, the, like, and I've always been, you know, I grew up with hippie parents. So weed has always been around. I'm, I'm from Vancouver. So, I mean, it's always been there hey, like the medicinal usage. We've been doing that for a long time, but I love that. That's the, the, to me, the the magic of it, it does affect everyone so differently. Mm -hmm. You know, and different plants. And I love how we're getting involved now. And it's coming into schools. Wow. Because I went to university and I had a bunch of friends. I was an athlete right in the U S and I had a bunch of football friends that were having to take these like heavy opiates and stuff like that for pain management when all we wanted to do was just smoke our weed, but we couldn't because we would have got kicked (laughs) off the team. You know what I mean? And I just love now that it's on the forefront and it's actually being used to help people and not the stigma of,
1: pothead like tug. jesse said you sit on the couch and eat yeah, but some of us do that's what right, i do right and that's what i like it for i should say right you know but it's different for everyone like you said
2: totally totally yeah
0: it's so nice. we, we really want to dive into the micro dosing but your little book of cannabis Uh, the big point of it was to dispel like a lot of these rumors or myths or just the stigma that surrounds it. So what are like five of the biggest, you know, myths and stigmas that you want to, you know, end right now?
2: End right now. Um, well, it's not something that I talk about. Well, actually I guess it is something I talk about in the book. I have a chapter on, um, um, creativity and mood and, um, I guess it sort of relates to creativity, but people have this idea that, like, uh, people who consume cannabis are lazy, that they don't get anything done. (laughs) And uh, that may be true for some people, (laughs) but I have found, and for the majority of people in my life, like, most people in my circle consume cannabis, and they're all successful, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, like, you name it like people that are working uh challenging jobs and you know cannabis is a way for them to to relax but um you know i know other people that are um medicinal users and they can smoke cannabis like all day long you know to help them uh relieve pain maybe they suffer from chronic pain or um you know any any number of things and they are totally functional you wouldn't know that they had just you know smoked a fat joint or or you know taken a couple of um thc capsules and so i think really the myth that like oh you know the lazy stoner uh or even the the, the um like the munchies that's kind of a myth too like uh, i talk about it in the book um on the chapter on exercise and recovery uh there's a study that was conducted that showed that people that consume cannabis they actually had lower markers uh for heart disease they had uh mm-hmm. in men they had slimmer waistlines even um so th- like yes he's like i'm sold yeah <laughs> let's roll
1: one right now maybe i need to up my intake yeah. That's the
2: problem. and this was a, a study done on people who were like long-term um consumers of cannabis and so uh you know I, th- I think like there is some merit to to the munchies and you know okay i'm gonna sit on the couch and eat the spike chips or or whatever um you know i love to like smoke a joint and go have a nice meal. I mean, that time is kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not going on right now, but, um, yeah, like that, uh, th- there's actually another component in cannabis too, that can actually, um, not stimulate your appetite, but sort of suppress it. It's called THCV. So I write, I talk about that a little bit as well. Um, in the States where like you have more selection of products, um, you can actually buy like strains and things that are like, thcv specific or you know you've got cbg or these other cannabinoids that um we haven't really like tapped into yet here in canada so it's interesting yeah it's
1: that is ways. interesting because the thcv like i notice after right after i smoke a joint or whatever i'm not i don't get the munchies right away like it takes a while for the munchies to set in right they're not instant and that could be why
2: and a lot of it too is like we have this idea of what cannabis does to us like in our right. hands like Oh, I'm gonna smoke. We can get hungry. <laughs> like, Great. I think that too has a l- huge impact on like how you, uh what your experience is like after you consume any drug, really. Yeah. So. Incl- including <laughs>
1: mushrooms, you don't want to <laughs> do mushrooms with a bad headspace.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so true.
0: Well, I mean, that, but that's the the like when people think about doing mushrooms, like especially like our age. Like I'm 35, so our age people talk about mushrooms. There's so many people our age that'll be like, "Whoa, no way, man! Did those ones had a killer trip? Like never again." Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but. but It's evolved since then the way that people do mushrooms. I remember being young and being like, I did four and a half grams, why? Why are you doing four and a half grams? It's completely unnecessary. And no wonder people had these crazy weird trips, you know? But now that it's becoming more mainstream, I mean, I deal with like a lot of public sector companies and I'm noticing that especially medicinal mushrooms, uh, Mm -hmm. their stock is going up because that could be the next drug that is legalized for yeah, its benefits, it's, you know?
2: It's definitely um, gone from like zero to 60 in a very short period of time. Like if you compare the timelines for cannabis to psychedelics, especially in Canada, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, it's like, we got happen. the
1: weed, what's next? Come on, keep we it moving. Done. All drugs, yeah. please. All drugs.
2: Yeah. Oh, I was I was going to wear it. I'm too warm, but I have this great hoodie. It says legalize drugs. <laughs> and I love right? to wear it like everywhere because it's just conversation piece, but um yeah, for sure. I think that uh psychedelics are for so many reasons, I mean, microdosing is like in the news all the time, and it's super uh, discussed and talked about. But there's a lot of like merit as well to to macrodosing. And you talk about, you know, an experience with four and a half grams, which like <laughs> I just love that. I'm I'm like <laughs> when you're a
0: teenager,
2: like, and, and, that, and that was numerous
0: yeah. times, like yeah. numerous times. And you're a little girl then. You weigh what, like? At the time, maybe like ninety pounds, soaking wet, and there's a yeah. bunch of young teenage girls, you know, for years just doing copious amounts of mushrooms and running through forests. Like that's, that's what I'm honestly,
2: that's not so much fun.
1: <laughs> but it's not only fun, right? But you call that macro dosing. That could have also had an effect, and maybe it explains everything <laughs> on Jenna's like mental development and mental health. Because some people do use those high doses mm-hmm. to have sort of that crazy experience that changes yeah. the way you think about something.
2: Totally, totally. I mean um i recently interviewed uh daniel carcillo who's a former nhl hockey player and he talked to me about how um using a combination of macro doses and micro doses uh helped kind of uh, relieve some of the symptoms he had of a traumatic brain injury Um, his cte maybe Yeah. yeah and so he's um He's been doing that for 18 months and now he's you know started his own psychedelics company that's going to focus on traumatic brain injury so it's so cool like we talk about mental health as well um i know there's another company that's researching dmt for stroke there's even a few of them like it's all these crazy like not crazy i think it's brilliant it's 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 cool to see all the interest um it's going to be really interesting though to see like what actually pans out wasn't
0: this kind of stuff going on back in the day like many many years ago like before there was this prohibition on drugs like marijuana and stuff all this research was already underway like LSD that was being done in like government run labs like you know they were prescribing ecstasy to women suffering from postpartum disorder like what happened why all of a sudden did they just end it all consider it all bad ban Mm -hmm. it and then like you know, yeah. now we're coming back to bringing it back and putting it back into the labs and studying it more carefully.
2: Yeah, people are calling this like a renaissance. Um, I, yeah. I think it had to do uh, with um, Timothy Leary, who is this researcher at Harvard, who, you know, there's like an ethic ethical problem with his studies um, that sort of turned a lot of people off. There were some bad things that did happen. I'm sure you've seen like there's a bunch of documentaries on Netflix about, um, you know, people jumping off buildings and all these things. And so it was a lot of like uh, hysteria and media craze and stuff that just like drove all this underground. Um and and a lot of it too um I mean later on when drug laws were sort of adapted, um psychedelics were just sort of like lumped in with everything. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like the very, very Coles notes. (laughs) Yeah. And money, (laughs) right? What about the
1: businesses, big business? Right. So these pharmaceutical companies. So
0: we got to do mushrooms 101 because even though I've done them way more times than I can count, sorry, mom, yes, you're hearing it, but I I don't even think she would care way more (laughs) times than I can count. I still don't know if I've ever learned how to do them properly. You know, I, I've done mushrooms that were, you know, hydroponic mushrooms. I've done mushrooms where I went to school in Alabama and we were at a party and my friends ran out to a field, picked them and came back. You know, but they were wow. like mountain people. So I knew they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I suggest, disclaimer, well, cool. do not do that at home.
2: <laughs> almost, you really know what you're doing. Right, yeah.
0: exactly. Um, yeah. But like, you know, you talk about macro dosing and micro dosing. Like, what is the difference between that and in actual amounts? Like, my mom was asking me about micro dosing. And she's like, well, how much? And I was like, I don't even know how much micro dosing would be.
1: Or should we start before that even? And what do they even do to your brain? How yeah. do they work?
2: Mm. Totally. Well, I'm not a uh, neurologist, so I'm not going to get into- Well, neither are
1: we, Amanda, I uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> neither
2: are we. But essentially uh, what, what these things have been shown to do um, is cause or create this thing called neurogenesis. So it's basically, um, it's creating new pathways in the brain. Um, and so it, you can kind of assume why, like for someone with a mental health issue, um, it's huge, right? Um, so when when you're under the influence of a psychedelic if you haven't haven't done them (laughs) um yeah i mean you're gonna feel kind of out of your body out of your mind a little bit and that's kind of the point but um it really is also sort of a um a mind expanding um tool you're really um using it to understand your own consciousness a lot better and th- I, I can see why like as a teenager um you know like you're like whoa what is this very powerful substance in copious amounts like i don't know what I'm- <laughs> you know I, it, it uh, yeah it makes sense to me that that would be kind of the the response but you know as an, a, an as an adult when you're using them sort of um with intention that's something we talk about a lot uh we talk a lot about set and setting so set is like you how you feel what your uh you know intention like what do you want to do when you're under the influence of this substance do you want to uh just chill out and have a good time do you want to be totally alone do you want you know is this going to be sort of a more clinical experience where you're wearing an eye shade and you've got headphones on um so all that i would advise that you sort of come up with like a a plan ahead of time. Um, Who are you gonna be with? Where are you gonna be? Are you gonna be in a comfortable space? Um, Like my apartment, I have set up for like (laughs) just the most chills and vibe because obviously COVID has, I mean, even before that, you know, it's it's, what I'm trying to say is it's important to be in a space that you really enjoy being in. Uh, You don't want anything in there that's gonna like give you a weird vibe or throw you off. Yeah. And then setting. I mean, I just said, yeah, a little bit about that. But, um, you know, what do you like? Like, do you want to be inside? Do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to be in a place where you can be in the forest or in the woods? Um, These are all things that you sort of want to take into account ahead of time. Um, you know, mushrooms
0: are like one of those drugs that I find it's very hard to people's like, oh, if you've done X drug, like, what does it feel like? And you're like, yeah. ah, it's really hard to explain. But I've always found <laughs> mushrooms very easy to explain to people. And one of the things I used to tell like first time users all the time is I was like, one, are you nervous at all? If you're nervous, don't do it. I yeah. was like, you need to be excited and looking forward to it. You need to be in the right yeah, state yeah, that's of that's mind, good. you know? Sure. And I was also like, go outside and explore. Cause to me, oh, wow. and that's how I always explain it. I says, it makes me feel like I'm 10 years old again, playing in a, like a playground. Yeah. Like I just want to play and frolic.
1: <laughs> oh, that explains New Year's Eve. Right, oh.
0: exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. play and frolic. But and so a lot of people that have used it are, are asking you like, how can people do what's now called micro dosing and function in their job, function out in society because we've all known that like once the giggles kick in and you get that rush of feeling yeah. that, you know, the rest of the night is up, up in the air. Yeah.
2: <laughs> totally. So whereas macro dosing or kind of, um, you know, when you're taking like an intentional trip, so to speak, um, that's going to be a-, a dose that's probably in the range of like, you know, depending on your tolerance, two and a half to five.
1: Uh, I'm so glad you said that. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs>
2: Honestly, everyone has their own, like some people will take half a gram or a gram and be like, just, you know, so that that's, yeah, really relative. Listen,
1: I got to tell you something, because I've done mushrooms a handful of times. And every time they give me like one gram,
2: and it's like, doesn't really do
1: anything. I'm sorry, but I'm somebody that I find edibles, marijuana edibles don't really affect me either, unless I have a ton of them. So I think for me. I would be better off taking four and a half grams. And then <laughs> yeah. maybe I'd get my conversation with Jesus that I'm after. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> on one gram, one gram doesn't do anything. So I'm glad you said start at two, if you can, but yeah. you're right, you should
2: know yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely like it's a good thing. You're you're totally with mushrooms, like start with a gram and wait a little bit. And if you're, you know, with a friend and they start feeling something and you don't, well, maybe you take another gram. Like really like gauge where you're at and go with what feels good like but you're not gonna
1: die even if you take too much
2: you're not gonna die that's the thing psilocybin mushrooms are the safest drug there's a global study that was done that basically categorized drugs according to how safe they were based on how many people were admitted to the hospital for using them and at the top was alcohol (laughs) and heroin and at the bottom was psilocybin so isn't uh, that crazy? I love my
1: mushroom. But like, how is alcohol legal when it kills so many people and causes so many crimes, but something that is so safe, right? But this is the conversation right now. And, and finally, people are starting to realize, hey, wait a minute.
2: Yeah, totally. Alcohol is definitely, is crazy. I'm like, I can I can go down the street and buy like a literal shopping cart full of booze and, you know. Take it and off. drink yourself to death. <laughs> exactly. and literally drink myself yeah. to death. But if I want to buy like, Six or seven weed drinks, like I can't right make trips to the store. What? Wow, really weird weird. drinks that aren't going to make me like. Oh, maybe I'll fall asleep. Shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) You know, like it's it's crazy. So that's
0: really good advice. If macro dosing is, if you want to get silly, if you want to get a little silly, then macro dose and you you say start with one gram, wait a little bit, see how you feel, Mm -hmm. and move up by one
1: grammy wait because i know you're going to micro oh sorry what'd you go ahead
2: oh yeah totally like silly if you want to get silly too and some people want to like use mushrooms to go into their shit essentially like their emotional trauma or whatever and if you're going to do that i I suggest that like try and try and see a counselor like um, have like a, a little bit more of a plan. Be with someone that you really trust that you can talk to. Like the other thing about mushrooms, this is why a lot of people say like, oh, I don't have a bad trip. Like some people get really upset and bad things come up, and they have memories and all these things that you know come out of their subconscious. so you have to be really be aware of that. I mean, like if you're at a place in your life where things are like nuts and crazy, and, ah, you, you know, you just feel like really not grounded. Like I would really suggest like try and get yourself to a grounded. Place emotionally, mentally, before you do mushrooms, and that's regardless if you're doing them for fun or like to clear up some emotional stuff. Um, yeah, just like make sure you're in a good headspace. Would be well. What idea.
1: you said earlier was really interesting <laughs> because you mentioned it creates new pathways. So when you talk about stuff coming up from your subconscious, they're using those new pathways that the mushrooms are creating. I once read an analogy that it's kind of like when you ski on a on a hill. After a while, everybody's skiing down the hills. You can see where the ski marks are. And mushrooms is like a new dusting of snow. So suddenly there's no more ski marks and your brain can make new ones. That kind of blew my mind, right? Cool analogy. And when I did one time, I did mushrooms and we started getting into all these outer space documentaries. I like figured out the whole universe and I really (laughs) believed it. And I wasn't scared of dying anymore. And it was like... (laughs) It, and it, it's funny now, but at the time I was like so satisfied and I was like, oh, I, have you know, I'm just a speck of dust. You know?
0: <laughs> I don't matter at all. Yeah. I'm good with that.
1: And I was. And, and I think that, and yeah. since then I've kind of had that attitude that like nothing really matters. Like nothing's worth getting worked up about.
0: But like that also explains too, about why it could help with potential brain injury, like CTE, um, in athletes, or I also saw a special many, many moons ago about this man who had debate debilitating cluster migraines like he couldn't leave his room he was hooked up to oxygen all the time it was just brutal and mushrooms helped him and again because it was creating those different pathways potentially i don't know i mean we don't know a lot about the brain as is let alone what we know about the brain on mushrooms right yeah. right so on to microdosing because this right. is something i'm so excited about because i have adhd so sometimes i suffer from anxiety um i have talked i went to Toronto. I can't remember how long ago. Obviously, it was probably a year ago when we could go places and uh, everyone I knew was microdosing. Everyone was talking about it and they were just so happy, like a lot of them suffered from anxiety, which is very common now, along with depression. And it was like life changing. So I was like, I need to learn more about this because I just think if I took mushrooms, like, I don't know. If I could function daily, well, that's the attitude. Because how much am I taking? Like, that's the part that I'm very And of all about. the
1: drugs, right? People think of mushrooms. They're like, those are going to make me all wacky. Oh, I'd be
0: the fucking best person in the world, though. Everyone would want to hang out <laughs> with me. I would be the sh- nicest, most kindest, happiest person ever.
1: You're a very kind <laughs> drug. Right. So I but I would do. still
0: need to function. You know, I don't know if like I'd even be able to do basic math. Right. So there is the difference between how much you take. So micro dosing. Yeah
1: is the way to go, apparently. Is it? You tell us, Amanda.
2: So microdosing, yes, it's everywhere. I agree with you, it's like in all, everybody's talking about it. Um, so a microdose, what a microdose is, is the sub perceptual dose of a psychedelic that you take, that you don't feel.
1: Okay, now in English
2: so so it's it's basically a dose of of a uh, a psychedelic that you take and you're not going to feel anything so um for mushrooms that's anywhere in the range of like 100 milligrams to maybe 250 milligrams is depending on um who you acquire them from and i'll get to that in a minute (laughs) Um, what that takes (laughs) um so with lsd it's it's like a a uh, really, really small amount as well. Uh, in LSD, we talk about micrograms. I don't know if I'm going L- to get into LSD, but let's just talk about psilocybin since that's what we have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, let's say between 100 to 250 milligrams of mushrooms. And I've, I've made um, microdose chocolates before. So what that entails now to make microdoses, you get your mushrooms from... Your best your good friend down the street. (laughs) Very, very trusted source. And usually people who um you know share their mushrooms, (laughs) exchange their mushrooms are uh you know, the mushrooms are not yeah, people who harvest them are generally decent people. (laughs) Um, I found anyway. Um so if you're making your own microdoses, um, you can buy like empty capsules on Amazon. A lot of people like to make their own. So basically you just take like a coffee grinder you take your dry mushrooms you grind them up until they're very fine powdery dust and I warn you when you open that coffee grinder you want to like let it settle after you (laughs) push the button because otherwise you're going to open it it's going to go everywhere (laughs) um so if you're making them at home yeah um careful with that and then basically if you have a scale we will need a scale (laughs) uh you're going to measure that out and then um, put them into your little capsules. And so this is really like dose dependent. Like I, I'd say if you're, if you're um, starting with microdosing and you're not really sure of where you're at, like I think a hundred milligrams is about where people start, but like capsules, like you can make them yourself or you can, um, you know, there's a lot of people on Instagram these days that are offering <laughs> um, capsules and things like that. So I'm not going to like, I don't really know that market very well um but if that's something you're into i would you know talk to your friends like you mentioned that you've got people in toronto that you went there and everybody was doing them like i would inquire with them and see like where are you getting them like are you getting them from someone that's already measuring them out um well there's i hear there's
1: websites too in canada but maybe that's what you're talking about you have to be careful which ones you trust
2: yeah yeah, totally um so that's why a lot of people like to make their own Um, the other thing is like if you're buying pre-made microdoses some people like to put other mushrooms like lion's mane which is a not a not a psychedelic mushroom but like one that's good for your brain Ooh. um you can you know um find it in in the drugstore and capsules or in your health food store um so yeah you you want to be aware of like what other things might be in the capsules if you're buying them pre-made
0: and you just pop one in the morning before you head out the door
2: <laughs> you can do that some people like to that, this is the thing it's kind of funny like it's very however you prefer so some people like, like to take. I guess what I'm I'm
0: confused about is how what's the effect that you're feeling if you're not feeling anything?
2: Not feeling anything. This is before so before I was talking about cannabis um and how it sort of shuts off or quiets down that inner critic. For me, um microdosing is like that is what disappears entirely for me. Like I'm able Hmm. to like focus that like mind chatter that's like constant in your Hmm. brain. just is quieter (laughs) um and so it's a lot easier to if i'm writing kind of get in a zone if i want to just like take a day and do nothing like it's sometimes nice to do that and just like the effect is um for a lot of people you know they experience relaxation um in in my experience so i'm not microdosing currently um but two years ago i was microdosing um sort of And I'll preface this by saying that like um, I wasn't taking SSRIs or antidepressants because people in my family had been had not had good experiences with them. And I thought, okay, you know, this isn't for me. I don't don't feel comfortable doing this. And that's not saying don't do that. I know that for a lot of people, antidepressants are a great thing. Um, Anyway, some people use them sort of in place of that. And I'm not a doctor, so please, none of this is medical advice. I'm just talking about it.
1: Well, no, I'll tell you right now, though, I have a family (laughs) member. I have a family member that's doing exactly that. They didn't want to take um, antidepressants, so they're trying this and having great success with it. So, microdosing.
0: But just like antidepressants, everyone's different and everyone reacts differently to them. So, if your current isn't, try something else. And if that doesn't work, try something else until you find something
1: That works well for you can someone please tell britney spears
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally um the one thing i'll say about microdosing and I, i wrote an article about it on forbes that you know talks about like like what's the deal like it's trendy but like does it actually do anything and in there there's a couple of studies that i refer to um that talk about you know um how people sort of experience them and um one of the statistics from one of the studies are it basically said that the most common response to, um, what was it? It was a question about like uh, side effects that people had and the most common response to negative side effects that people had was none, (laughs) which I think is really interesting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, again, one study, one one statistic, but there's a bunch of other, Kind of papers and things that I go over and I, yeah.
0: the only negative side effects I've ever gotten from mushrooms is a little bit of gut rot and obviously that's because I was eating my weight in mushrooms <laughs> and um like just sometimes you get like a yeah gut rot which maybe you get the poops
1: or you can't sleep maybe <laughs> if you have a, if you're macro dosing maybe right
0: right sleep. exactly yeah the poops well that's the thing Mike that's one thing that a lot of people have trouble sleeping on mushrooms is how about micro dosing will you have that same issue. Or is it because you don't feel it
2: um so so i like generally for the most part most people that i know will take them like earlier in the day some people have found that taking them in the evening and this is kind of like you know how like sometimes you smoke a joint with someone and it makes you really giddy and they're like okay go to bed like some people actually have the opposite experience where they find that they sleep better if they take the microdose before bed now hmm. i'm i've never done that so i don't really know that's this is just um What's i, like just, some I people- just i
0: just picture some different dreams
1: well yeah, yeah except you're acting out cool. the dreams right like mr diesel <laughs> <Hazel> hotel um <laughs> <laughs> but you so it affects everyone differently it's like people that can drink coffee after dinner and then go right to bed I'm like what if it's after two o'clock I cannot have a coffee and that's yeah. the way my brain chemistry is so it's we can't you know emphasize enough to know yourself or you know experiment slowly to figure it out
2: yeah and do some reading like do some research like this podcast is a good start but like it <laughs> doesn't <laughs> Like I would say like, you know, Google is a little bit of a, it leads to a little bit of a rabbit hole, but like give yourself like a framework and, you know, make sure that you're reading like reputable sources and-
1: Like your you know, new book?
2: <laughs> my new book, which is in the process of being written, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we not have a release date yet for the, the new one?
2: I'm, I, th- I think it'll be like winter 2021, maybe like early 2022. My deadline is like September. My goal is to get it done earlier. <laughs> But, always
1: is
2: so much just so much stuff going on right now as you know like psychedelics are, it's just crazy i don't know everybody seems to be talking about it so i'm like
0: i I, I, mean, I mean I, i'm seeing it in the stock prices. like yeah. honestly there's a bunch of companies that are just they're shooting up there um and, we should and, get some right well Coming i mean i would definitely try it and see how it worked and if i noticed a difference
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> as... and then we should get some stocks <laughs> Oh. Too. <laughs> Check our show budget. Can we afford any mushroom stocks? Hell, <laughs> <laughs> get some real mushrooms. Too. Right,
0: <laughs> like exactly. A, you know, are
2: ETF. there are there
0: any like misconceptions or like myths about mushrooms that aren't true that that people you know? I'm trying to think of what people say. Like mushrooms aren't those blah blah blah. But I've I never think, really heard like
1: a. Well, like, I've heard. Um, be- Sorry, you go ahead, Amanda. It's your show.
2: Yeah. actually it's my show but you know (laughs) it's our show (laughs) it's his show
1: (laughs) (laughs) what were you gonna say
2: i don't even remember
1: (laughs) (laughs) the misconceptions when i interrupted i hate recording on zoom i'm sorry these delays but people assume because you get a bad trip you could overdose and die that's what i always thought
2: that's definitely a huge misconception i mean that's not me encouraging someone to like eat your body weight in mushrooms (laughs) but uh, but, um
1: she's pretty short
2: yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah so that's a huge misconception you know that like you're gonna have a you know they're gonna change your life forever and you're never gonna be the same after you have a bad trip um I mean it's you know people have had trips where they think like and even I've had a trip where I'm like oh my god well, like my brain's never going to be the same. <laughs> um, it was fine after. And really like my, in my experience, like even a bad trip uh, ends up being like a level up in my life. Cause like I learned something from it that like I didn't know before. Yeah, you so learned, learned stuff. Yeah, exactly. They you know, like call
0: I'm them like magical like- mushrooms for a reason because <sighs> a lot of magical things happen when you're on mushrooms. Like I can almost pinpoint like, like all of my best stories involve mushrooms, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and something know. always interesting happened or weird or bizarre happened while you're running <laughs> around, you know, out on mushrooms in the forest, like, mm-hmm. you on know, play
1: structures on New Year's Eve. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: I heard <laughs> they make for good times it's it's this, the brain is such a fascinating thing and I wish that some of these old bigoted white men we hear about all the time would take some hard macrodoses and think about <laughs> things differently because they could use some new pathways Donald Trump you know
2: yeah. right yeah, totally. I mean there is some mixed science around <laughs> how, how I was like Delic's work around people
1: like donald trump but we won't get into that oh no maybe we
0: should i've actually read that recently something about magic mushrooms or was it magic mushroom ecstasy no maybe it was ecstasy and the effects of it on alzheimer's patients and the positive effects on alzheimer's patients there's so much interesting research that can go into drugs and how it can af- positively affect the brain. And these are natural drugs. Like, I'm sorry, but you can OD on Advil, you can OD on Tylenol. But you cannot mm-hmm. OD on magical mushrooms. Why are we not using these like the people that owned this land before we took it over to help treat people in a non-addictive and yeah. safe way? I I just it's so frustrating, but we're seeing pro- progress.
2: We are. Yeah. Slowly There's but surely. Huge 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 steps being made in Canada. So Right now, um, there's a group called Theracil, and they're basically helping people who um, want to try mushrooms for the first handful of people that received approval. Um, they wanted to use mushrooms for end of life anxiety. Um, but oh. now, So basically, this is through what's called a Section 56 exemption where... Um, yeah, this, there's actually a couple of groups now throughout Canada that, that are doing this that are writing on behalf of uh, a patient to the health minister and um, she approves them or not, uh, but most all of them actually so far she has approved. Um, to consume the substance um, you know, in, in a clinical setting with a therapist there, um, which I think is brilliant. Um, I, I spoke with a gentleman named Thomas Hartle from Saskatoon who um, is in his 50s, he has cancer and he's used mushrooms twice in a, in a macro, uh, macro dose. And oh, I'm gonna try so hard not to cry. <laughs> um, he Cry! It helps how our how ratings. He talked to me about how, um, you know, before he had done mushrooms, he really wasn't sure of like what happens before you die, and you know, where am I going to go? Um, he he was a, a, I can't remember. I think a computer science or something, and he was very very like analytical, and he said that when he came out of his first experience, he felt. Um, that he like looked at life in a different way. And he felt like while he was in his experience that, you know, um, he himself was separate from all the things that you associate with life. So he wasn't his body. He wasn't his job. He wasn't his relationships. He was, you know, like spirit or whatever, you know, and he, and so for him that gave him the feeling that yes, you know, like life does not end or, you know, I don't end when my life ends which oh. I was like, you know, like See? it was really, really cool. And so that's one, one story. Right. And so there's, I think like 26 or 27 people at this point that have been approved by the health minister. Now there's um, going to be another, they're sort of looking into opening it up in a different way through the special access program where your doctor will basically be able to able um, to, pardon me, be able to, um, approve you to use these drugs. So you won't have to like go through this entire process of emailing or not emailing, (laughs) mailing the health minister and (laughs) you know, all this stuff. So yeah, it's really interesting. I have a
1: theory that this is why they're illegal because if the powers that be, let it out that we can all do mushrooms and realize that there's more to life than what we see or that you know none of these laws really matter this sounds crazy but just hear me out if we all stop believing in the power of the man (laughs) then maybe he won't have any power anymore and so that's why they don't want psychedelics to get out
2: it's not crazy there's a guy named terence mckenna a very prolific psychedelics researcher who's no longer on this plane, but uh, he has a quote that's something like that that basically says psychedelics aren't illegal because the government is afraid you're going to jump out of a building. They're illegal because they, you know, when you use them, they're going to dissolve all the thought you know the structures that you have in your mind about how everything around you operates
1: (laughs) the structures and i love that story about the man in the hospital because on a very small level when i watch those universe documentaries that's sort of what i was trying to articulate that it just makes you feel like there's more to the universe than what we see
0: right i just want to keep normalizing this like i want to keep normalizing the use of these in a medicinal way like i'm not talking about like You know some teenager that's getting baked 24 7 in their basement and then you know like medicinally using to help people function and achieve their best quality of life like you know and and i talks like this and discussions like this is what's going to help this
1: happen change that you know there's something to say too for the natural drugs like marijuana and mushrooms when it's grown from the earth i think we can trust that more than something like cocaine you Mm know
2: when things are
0: grown from the earth they give back to the earth at the same right.
1: time
2: yeah i mean technically cocaine
1: i guess everything as I said <laughs> that, i'm like everything is from the earth
2: but, you know yeah but, i know what you're saying like we, there's definitely we have a way of sort of like it's weird that we we like demonize these plants it's like what like this yeah. stuff over here is totally like alcohol which is ethanol which is a literal poison <laughs> but, don't judge but, us amanda Sorry, wine's great. No judgment. <laughs> it wine's comes grape. from grapes.
0: Grapes come from the ground.
2: Exactly plants you.
1: So, uh, really quickly, though, uh, I just want to know very quick why you said someone like Donald Trump shouldn't take mushrooms.
2: Um. So it's funny. Like sometimes I, I've had this thought before. Like, man, like everybody just needs to like trip on mushrooms a couple of times, and everything would be hunky-dory <laughs> the more that i've consumed mushrooms and other psychedelics and the more that i've sort of been in this kind of community and industry there is a sentiment that that's not entirely true um because i think that you know it really depends on the who you are as a like when you use a psychedelic substance i have to word this very carefully um for the most part, what happens is it sort of brings out parts. It, in my experience, it's made me become more of myself. And so, mm. if you you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you have someone who's, you know, they have an inherent idea in their mind of like, oh, psychedelics are going to make me do this thing, or they're going to make me do this thing. We were talking a little bit before about how your um, mindset around something influences your experience. And I think that's something that we kind of have to think about that or think about in that way a little bit, like, you never know what someone's motives are. If someone's intention is good, you know, they want to use mushrooms, LSD, MDMA, what have you, to um, work on themselves, to improve their relationships, and, you know, their their world, and all these other things. Um, That's great, but, like, It's funny when I hear people say like, oh yeah, my crudos, makes me so much better at my job. I scratch my head a little bit. I'm like, you use mushrooms to be a better capitalist? (laughs) 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 In my mind, it's like a little bit counterintuitive. No, it makes
0: you a better person, which in turn (laughs) makes you better at your job.
2: Exactly, exactly, Right. for
1: sure. Um, Interesting.
2: that that's hey i'm one I'm person
1: no that makes a lot of sense but you know the yeah, flip side of that is somebody like donald trump if he did a macrodose and became like some wimpy little shrimp we'd realize <laughs> that it's all an act you know so I mean, it brings out your true self <laughs> my
2: dad only gave
0: me a million dollar loan that's all i had oh all right amanda well thank you so much little book of cannabis you can get it on amazon fyi um uh, and then the new one's, then out. The new one's coming out. So we will <laughs> let everyone know once that new one comes out too. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Oh, no, this has
2: been such, a, such a pleasure.
0: really makes me want to go do mushrooms though.
2: <laughs> Talking to you about doing mushrooms and like playing on a playground. I'm like. <laughs> yes.
0: Right, right.
1: Well, with your purple hair, you'd fit right in with the 10 year olds. They wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> I'm joking. I love it.
0: <laughs> well, cheers, I guess. Well, to cheers us. to us there we go yeah, she's
1: got a coffee or something.
0: thank you so much amanda maybe
1: it's mushroom tea there we go cheers